0: hello hello hello! it is Friday August 27th what's happening everybody welcome in to another edition of wake up legendary uh, we're pumped that you're here and if you're tuning in live with us uh, leave us a comment let us know where you're tuning in from and uh, it's always fun just to see the, the sort of wide array of areas and regions around the world that people are tuning in from some people tune it like midnight. Uh, across the globe and um, we appreciate that. Uh, My name's Matt, if you don't already know me, uh, I'm filling in for Dave this week. So Dave is coming back next week. uh, He'll be back hosting the show as normal next week. uh, Until then, I've been holding down the fort on Wake Up Legendary. We've got another awesome guest and I was trying to look back on the last time that we interviewed Alex and I think it was like, man, it was like six months ago or something. It was, it was early this year, like February or something, uh, when we interviewed Alex uh, the first time. And uh, since then, the funny part is, is not a lot's changed, um, except that he's earning more. Um, he's got an even more cool setup than he had last time in his room. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's a 21-year-old guy who's, uh living i mean when you say living the dream i know that that sounds like um a little kitschy or a little bit you know i don't know it just sounds kind of weird but uh it's kind of the truth like he's he's killing it he's making great money online uh and he's earned it he's earned every dollar of it so um alex what's going on
1: i'm doing great thanks for having
0: me again matt yeah i'm i'm glad you're back i'm glad you're back i um you know secretly have been just impressed i think with your ability to maintain consistency over time um that's a really hard thing to do and keep posting to keep creating content to keep you know your name and face in front of people at all times is really tough dude like it's very difficult um especially over the long span that you've been doing it which is like i don't even know like you know 8 months, eight months which in yeah. our world is a long time these days because people come and go off TikTok like clockwork i mean people start a TikTok and in a week they're done right but um i mean you just been going at it hard for those of for everybody there's a lot of new people here for people who haven't met you tell us a little bit about you and you're working in a bank and then you know you found legendary you started affiliate marketing um started learning how to create content what did that what did that all look like for you and tell us a little bit of your story for people who don't know you
1: right so um before I even get into you know affiliate marketing and stuff i didn't really use social media that much um I mean, wasn't that's a, a good big caveat fan. yeah i wasn't a big fan of TikTok. actually i didn't even know like a lot of the things you can do i actually thought it was pretty corny to even have a TikTok. um and I wasn't really, like, social media um, involved. I didn't even have a Facebook mm. until a few months ago. Wow. Um, yeah, so I've been working at a bank. I was working at a bank for about two years. Um, and, you know, it was a good experience. I worked kind of part-time, full-time at times. Um, but it was, a, it was a good experience. But, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. And mm. it, this is uh pandemic now, end of the year, December 2020. So, yeah, end of last year. Mm. And I'm just looking for different things to, you know, add to my income stream right another side of income which a lot of us that's what we hope it to be and then eventually scale it on and i came across some videos i saw some people talking about affiliate marketing i was like you know what let me give it a go and over time i started to just really love it and you know you had alluded to earlier that i've been doing it for so long it's because i love it you know I've, it's something exactly. i love doing um i look at it less of a job and more of you know a hobby at this point point. Yeah. and they say if you if you're doing what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, and it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a great journey, and I'm looking to consistently grow and get better as time goes on.
0: Nice, that's awesome. I feel like when I, um, yeah, and you just bought a Tesla. Congrats! I just saw. Yeah, I sh- yeah,
1: I should be picking up next week, so I'm super excited. That's my dream car, so I, you know, that's it's awesome. really exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you've earned it. <laughs> you've, you've really went to work and yeah, I mean, your earnings prove it, man. So, um, so tell us a little bit about sort of your content creation. How did that go? Like, so you're, you mentioned you're brand new to like social media. You're like, I don't even have Facebook. I don't know. I definitely don't have a TikTok. Um, that's funny to me. Um, but also like, when you get, not only do you go and create those accounts because you're going to try to figure this whole thing out, which is kind of funny because you know, a lot of times uh, people of an older generation, let's say baby boomers or whatever, Gen X, they're a little bit like, well, you know, you're at an advantage because you're young, but they don't realize like people like you and me, like we don't like, it's not like we're born with some innate innate ability to create content. Like maybe navigating apps is a little easier for us, but Mm -hmm not really like creating content is a totally different beast. Was that hard or easy or how, how did you go about that? Oh, it was,
1: it was immensely hard. Um, if you like a lot of my first kind of videos are still on my TikTok, So you can go back and look, the quality was horrible. It's absolutely (laughs) terrifying getting on a camera and recording yourself in your natural environment. Like it's, it's horrible. It's terrifying. But I told myself, you know, I can't get any better unless I keep putting out, you know, content and and performing over time, right? That's the only way you can improve. And it's a terrifying experience. And throughout these last eight months, I've had the privilege to also help people start their journey as well. And that's the biggest thing that stops a lot of people, right? I don't know what to say. I don't know, you know, I don't like my appearance on camera. And you just kind of have to tell yourself, you're not doing this for you, you're doing it for someone else. Um, The type of content we make it's to inform other people and you learn really quickly like no one's really caring what you look like or your presentation as long as it's you know feasible people can see you and hear you properly it's mostly what you're saying and how you can make that difference or change that's what's really gonna allow people to stick with you because i love this era that we've grown in into especially at my age where a lot of just casual mainstream media now isn't about being the most attractive person or the best speaking person it's just about being yourself that's always going to win out in the end and i learned that as time went on when i had one viral video i think it was like the quality was horrible it's Still one of my most viral videos now the quality was horrible the background is i had like a blue sheet behind me it was horrible my mic was disgusting um, but it went viral. Like people were like, and you look at the comments, not one single comment was about my parents. Everything was about what I was actually saying. And it was that moment I really learned very early on like, look, people don't care what you got, what you look like or anything. It's really what you have to say. What do you have to bring to the table, right? It's a mm. what have you done for me lately type of world. And if you can help someone, you know, solve a problem, you know, you can make that difference and you, you get over it, you know, you get really used to it.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I do feel like we're moving into this little state of uh of be yourself and i do really feel like in general for the most part i I think that there's fringes of the internet that are still a little crazy and aggressive but i think for the most part um yeah you're right we've moved into this sort of new place now where um We've got the ability to, to sort of just look at somebody and, and it's like, who's reporting the news? I don't know. I mean, it's just somebody mm-hmm. on TikTok. You know, like the other day I was watching somebody reporting live from Afghanistan, right? Like all the mm-hmm. stuff that's going on right now. like didn't look like some super attractive put together dude who's, you know, been in news media for 40 years. It was like some guy who's like, he's kind of pretending that he's like a, a news anchor, but he's just like right. holding his phone out on the <laughs> on the freaking runway in Kabul uh-huh. it's like eh, the news and how we and how our generation especially I mean you're in a little bit of a different generation but um not really I mean we're only 10 year difference like you right. know we consume things very differently like I do mm-hmm. not watch cable news like that's insane neither, neither do I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the group we're literally like if you want to get news to us, you'd better find a way to get it through, you know, Twitter or uh, TikTok or some mm-hmm. sort of like media that's not a typical media, a like YouTube, right? right? Like if I'm if I'm gonna end my day and I'm tuning into something uh, newsworthy, like I'll go and stream it live on YouTube. I won't go switch on NBC. Like right. I think our generation really caught on to that, and I also think that it's it's sort of a search for. Uh, like authenticity and we're way more interested in sort of just somebody uh, who has a thoughtful, insightful, interesting personality, bringing that to the, to the table. Right. Exactly. I'm way more interested in that.
1: (laughs) You know, and it's, it's actually really interesting. I've been doing a lot of research of just what's going on in the world, in the market. And one of the biggest numbers that has really stood out to me was a lot of people have been more inclined to quitting their jobs. Right. Yes. Um, ever since COVID and stuff um people have gotten the ability to work from home or some people just lost their jobs altogether and since that a lot of people are starting to realize they have a lot more power within themselves to go out there and it doesn't necessarily have to be digital marketing but just to essentially be your own boss and work on your own terms you know so yes. i've been ad- analyzing that and really looking like there's a lot of potential now i mean just from your phone alone there's so much potential um that you can really achieve if you just really willing to put the work in and learn
0: and i also feel like um that's such a good point i i also feel like now that bigger companies are seeing that and experiencing that they're even seeing ways that they can monetize their platform over the long term by doing stuff like that so not only is it causing like you and i and everybody who's on this call watching uh to to go try something like that but also these bigger companies are starting to to offer ways of doing that, um, which is, which is offering even more opportunity, right? So a lot of times people think, all right, so it's always a a one-to-one equation. If demand goes up, the opportunity goes down because there's going to be more people and it's going to get crowded. But the reality is, is like a consumer, like you and I, who's just like a normal kind of consumer, um, we're just like, we're a very small fry in the grand scheme. And when people like, for instance, Coinbase, they just started doing this thing where you can earn Bitcoin or, uh, whatever crypto just by like watching videos or doing little activities in their app. Um, and, and a lot, I've seen a lot of other investment type, you know, app based investment type companies doing that too. Like even Robinhood might've started doing that. Um, So I just think, you know, once those big people start pulling levers like that, um, all of, you know, the opportunity online just even increases with so, but what I thought was interesting is you're, you're, you're kind of, you're becoming a student of markets and stuff like that. How's that informing sort of your digital business and how you create content and stuff? Well, what I learned is that the more people you help,
1: you know, the, you know, the more successful you'll be. So for me, it's analyzing what are people struggling with, and one of the things I learned early on, what might be simple to me might be rocket science to someone else, right? So Ooh. it's really analyzing what people are struggling with, like as Ooh. simple as designing a sales funnel, for example. You know, something as simple as that to me is hell for other people. So it's it's understanding how I can help people and and put the information in such a simple way that anyone can understand, and yeah. um, it, it's played a big role because. You know, I don't I'm always about being I'm trying my hardest to be different from everyone else. Right. Follow what works, but do it in your own way. And it's important for me to know how in my mindset, how I can help someone and maybe something in a different way. You know, other people might do it this way. I personally like doing things my own way and being able to help someone in a unique way. That also goes a little bit farther
0: in my book as well. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. And I, I do feel like a lot of people are, oof, yeah, man. I just, I, am always reminded of, I was at a mastermind and Dave, I think said, I think it was Dave said, you know, stop comparing your day one to somebody else's day 500. And when you're on day, whatever day you're on, you're probably on day, like, I don't know, 200 or something. I, I don't know. Um, you know, your day 200 is so far more advanced than the average person. And also Mm. people forget that people like there's new people who are just discovering the internet right now, today, right now, Uh they just discovered the internet. And, and then you've got people on this call here who are saying, you know, things like in their head, they're saying things like, um, well, geez, I can't teach anybody. I never made a dollar online. Well, no, that's not, that's the wrong perspective. Perspective changes, Uh, as you gain sort of, um, as you gain knowledge. So the right perspective is, wow, there's a million people who just discovered the internet today and Mm -hmm. I know how to extract money out of the internet. I just learned that I'm gonna gonna help people who maybe they're from a different country or maybe they're from the US and they lived in a rural part of the world and they only got to go on the internet, you know, once every month or something because they don't Mm -hmm. have good broadband. And I'm going to help show them how to do this. Or, you know, there's um, probably in huge numbers, millions of people who are coming on learning how to train their dog or whatever. Right. Like doing stuff like that. They're trying to figure that out and Mm -hmm. people underestimate what they know. And so they don't share it.
1: Right. I mean, there was a quote and I'm going to try not to butcher it, but it says you don't have to be great to start. But to be great, you have to start. Um, And it's I want everyone to, that's listening to hear me like your biggest teacher is going to be experience, Right. You, you can't get that unless you try. And it, it's so important that you understand, like, you know, as time goes on, you'll you'll make mistakes and that's OK. I made a thousand mistakes and I learned from those mistakes and now I can teach those exact same instructions to people. And that is always going to be something valuable and people will follow you for your authenticity and learn lessons you learn. And that's the biggest thing. Even if you don't have a lot to give,
0: starting somewhere is better than not starting at all. Hmm. So you're you're running, I love that, by the way. You're running on uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. What do you feel like, you know, take us over, because uh, you've got a good body of work now. Take us over the last like eight months or whatever, however long you've been creating content. Mm-hmm. And can you sort of unpack a little bit about like, where you feel like your traffic has moved from and where it's at now? Like, did it start off hot on TikTok and and sort of pick up on Instagram? And now it's on YouTube or what? How did that go? Um, it started off on TikTok. So I remember, I think it was December
1: 12th when I finished the challenge completely. Um, and then from that moment on, was posting on TikTok. And that was literally the the only traffic stream I had. It was doing mm-hmm. really great for me. It was very popular. And then I realized people wanted to since I was being discovered so quickly, people wanted more information from me. Right. A 30 Mm -hmm. second to 60 second video isn't enough to explain a whole entire process. So in about January, I discovered, you know, why not just create a YouTube channel, give information Hmm. and and refer that to people. So I created a YouTube channel while still all doing TikTok. And as time went on. I was seeing great results, but I was starting to plateau. Right, I was starting to plateau with the the median traffic, and I'll be honest, TikTok over time it started to become filled with a lot of digital marketers, and that's not a bad thing. But it was it was becoming harder and harder to stand out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I discovered Instagram, thanks to a good friend of mine, Chris. You guys actually had him on here. Um, he oh, cool! Had, you
0: know Chris? Nice. Yeah, I know
1: him pretty well. He helped me um, actually discover Instagram. Um, so uh- I decided started to go on Instagram, repurposing my existing content on TikTok, and it started to grow there. And from that point on, you know, I've been growing TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. But the thing I realized is going from one social media platform to the next, you know, doing what works is always good. But one thing that I one of the mistakes I made, many mistakes I made, is that I wasn't doing my the best to create a community. Kind of like how you guys have here, right? You have a Facebook yeah. group, you've built up a strong community. That's how long lasting businesses Uh, become long-lasting right you have to build that community and i was so focused on getting the next follower again the next follower and not doing a good enough job of nurturing the existing ones so my advice to everyone um you know do whatever platform works for you currently for me instagram is probably one of the biggest platforms and youtube as well um but what i really recommend everyone do is to create a community right don't look to just grab the next follower nurture your existing ones, uh, whether that be creating a Discord, Facebook group, whatever you can do, um, collect yep. the emails and, and make sure you're nurturing your leads because that's the biggest thing. That's how you can grow long-term. So if you have a, a slow month, you're not looking and, and being desperate to get a new set of followers. You're just nurturing the existing ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, what is, um, uh, what's his name? Jay Abraham, you can, you can get new customers. Uh, And one of the ways that he says to grow revenue is, yeah, you can go out and get new customers, but that's the most expensive way to grow a business is to go out and constantly get new customers. Although you do need influx of new customers, you need to have new traffic and new customers, but the ability to build that community, what you're saying and sort of help grow and nurture that community and sell Mm -hmm. to that community products, services and stuff over and over and over again that's really powerful. My first mentor when I came online um uh in 2011 I went to a live event in Orlando it's called Live the Dream 2 and um he had built a massive massive email list of people and he had nurtured it in such a way and been so raw and candid with them in such a way that um his email list they it, it felt like they knew him. And so everything he sold they would buy. Like he, he would, he would sell live webinars. So basically what he would do is he would set up a checkout page and he'd send Mm -hmm. out an email and I would help write his emails. This is how I got started online. I was like, he's like, here, I'm going to teach you copywriting. And here's, you know, I was like, what the hell is this? And, um, and that's where I was like, oh my God, he's selling like tens of thousands of dollars of his course, but he's just selling a live webinar. And they, and literally people would purchase for $37 The way, Alex, that people would go to the movies, like people go to the movies, they bring their family, they spend 50 bucks, they buy a few tickets and spend 100 bucks, buy some popcorn, some drinks, all this stuff. But people would purchase just the same way. They're like, well, this is going to be an entertaining Thursday night. You know, I'm already going to be sitting on the couch having a beer, like might as well hang out with my buddy you know, and, and a hundred other people while we learn some marketing skills. And I think just, I just think that people underrate that. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, like when I watch your content, you have this infectious smile, you have a great personality. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that you have a lot of that style thing going where people just want to hang out with you, dude. Like people just want to be in your presence and hang out with you. And like, you know, if you were to put up a checkout page and email, like how big is your email list now?
1: Like, like I've had to clean it automatically, but around like 10 to 12,000. You know,
0: yeah, heck good. yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so, I mean, like, like people who have purchased anything, you know, affiliate products from you, or people who are just randomly on your email list and like tuning in, or they're on your social media. I mean, if you were to blast on social media for a couple of days and then email it to your list for a couple of days, like you'd probably have a hundred people like buy a product from you for 50 bucks and just hang out with you on a webinar and and Uh unpack your affiliate marketing strategy. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that like, you're so right on that building a community thing because what happened with him over time. And I think it's already happened to you. Like I know people who are in your community just love you. I I think what happens over time is, is as it consistently happens, there's a bond. It's like humans attached to each other. And, um, and the way we attach to each other is consistency. It's, you know, I'm not gonna attach to a girl, random girl that I'm dating if, uh, if she's inconsistent all over the place and shows up 50% of the time. Or, you know, right. I'm expecting, you know, an email from you one or two times a week and I only get an email one or two times every year or something, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. well, maybe he's in, maybe he's out. But it's sort of that consistency that you bring. I feel like you're consistent on your YouTube posting. You're consistent on all of your social media postings. So kudos to you, man. I mean, you've done a really good job. But the cool part is, is I think you would agree. Like, I think you're barely getting started, too. That's the crazy part. Yeah, I
1: I, I have a lot
0: of a lot more things to learn, but I'm definitely investing in
1: myself. I, I always no matter what point, I will never get complacent. And always look to consistently grow and just be, you know, a better instructor to all the people that you know follow me and stuff. So I, I think there's a lot of potential, and I, I can't wait to consistently going. I say all this to say though, I have school next week. I'm, I'm entering my last year of uh, college, so cool. <laughs> um, you know I'm going to be balancing. I don't have a job this time around, so that's going to be great. I'll be able to manage things a little better. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's it's all fun. It's all part of the the journey, you know. So I've
0: been enjoying it. That's awesome. That's hilarious too. By the way, yeah. um, What do you What do you get your degree in? Uh,
1: communications and a minor in marketing. So there you go. There yeah. you go. See,
0: yeah. the cool part though is like a lot of times people will will put that down or like, oh, college. You know, well, college sucks. And I I honestly like I don't feel I don't love college. I I was just like, yeah, that was kind of a waste of my time. But Mm -hmm. I do really feel like if I was to, if I was to undo everything, I honestly feel like uh, a degree with something in the realm of marketing or something in the realm of uh, finance even uh, would, would have been super helpful and worth it because I do feel like those sort of hard skills, you can learn a lot here in the digital space, but I do feel like from a higher level business standpoint and marketing and analytics and everything like that, I think that Mm -hmm. you'll be at a huge competitive advantage. Right. The, the
1: analytics, for sure. I mean, the, the stats class I've had to take and just um, digital analytics um, has helped a lot now, especially going forward. Now, it's yeah. really a numbers game. Right. I mean, you can look at statistics all day long and be able to kind of predict things. Um, yeah. So that's one of the biggest things that I've been able to just take away from school. Um, but yeah, I mean, entering the last year of college, you know, my, the thing for me, my biggest fear was to go to college. And finish, and then be sitting down saying, "What's next?" The the Mm -hmm. idea of the "what next" is the most terrifying thing for me. Um, So I kind of—I was so happy that I was able to get started on something in my junior year, and know that as soon as college is over, I'm working towards already
0: something pretty special. So, it's awesome. That's super cool. What's the What's the plan after college? Are you going to figure that out? Right. So my plan is
1: currently. I live right now in the state of Connecticut. Um, I go to the University of Connecticut, and I, um, I want to get into real estate. I mean, digital marketing is great, uh, but eventually I want to be able to fund up enough money to start getting some properties. Uh, my parents do real estate as well. So probably nice. down, down south in Florida. I've um, I went to Miami for like my birthday um, and it was awesome. I love love there. Um, so I was thinking about going down there, getting some real estate and yeah, just c- consistently scale and grow. I love having a digital business cool. because I can make money anywhere. So that's that's great, and then get some real estate going. So yeah,
0: yeah, and you can roll that into something that's a hard asset, right? So like your 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 cash flow comes from uh, your your digital business, which, by the way, man, I mean is such a great. Like I, I wish that people would have that kind of perspective that that you have with sort of the real estate game and stuff, and even investing is like. You at some point, yes, this is a business, but also it's not the end, it's a means to an end and right. a means yes. to an end of totally transforming your financial future. Meaning, like, you could actually take all of that cash flow coming in and put it into a hard asset that, by and large, you know, if there's an asset out there that really has held uh, over a long period of time, granted, we had the you know, 2009 housing thing. But even even if you went through that 2009 housing thing, and you just held, mm-hmm. you would have been fine. Right. Um, but I, I do generally just think like, um, you know, what a great perspective. I hope that if I have kids, like I have them in the mindset at 21, where they're, <laughs> you know, killing an online business, generating ton of cash flow digitally, building hard skills, and also already looking down the pike of like, all right, now I'm going to invest in assets that will become true passive income for me.
1: Right. Yeah. It all comes down to the mindset of it all. I mean, I tell people every day, I can tell you exactly what you need to do and you still won't see results because of the mindset you have. So I always recommend people read and And kind of surround themselves. I listen to different podcasts. Mm. I listen to, you know, read different books. You really got to surround yourself on a day to day, you know, informing yourself with all the mental, you know, amenities that they're out there. There's a lot of information on how to improve your mental strength going through this. And it's for me personally, I had to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, it's all great and everything, but unfortunately, I've had to make a lot of sacrifices. I don't, I haven't been able to socialize as much as I wanted to and be able to enjoy a lot of the, the youth that i have and that's all in the idea that i say to myself you know work hard for two to three years and enjoy the rest of your life so it, it really is a mental game um it's not easy it's it's definitely tough at times it gets exhausting but i mean the yeah. last time we were here we were talking about how you manage it at all and it's all about taking breaks occasionally but you got to keep telling yourself man it, one of the biggest lessons i learned in my statistics class in like high school is that eventually you'll get the result that you want, you just got to keep rolling the dice, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's really that mental game where you got to tell yourself, I, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep pushing for it. So
0: it is, man, it is a mental game. And I, I think that the, I think that, you know, sometimes I wonder, is there like some sort of magical switch that gets flipped or something? I don't really think that that's the case, but I do think it requires a bit of modeling. I, I one thing that I think on this entrepreneurial mindset is I I'm not sure if reading books is enough. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if the education piece is enough. I I think to an extent it is to get the wheels turning, but for me at least, um, I needed somebody to, I you know I needed full immersion for a long time, and right. and part of what did that for me was constant nonstop having Gary V in my ear. Uh, to the point where I heard him say so many times uh, over podcasts and and books and things, it's as a business owner, it's always your fault, and that. And I would struggle with personal responsibility and taking responsibility for my failures and just owning up to them. And eventually, uh, you know, now every time that something's going wrong or I have some sort of issue or something or whatever, I I my gut response at a core level is all right well this i somehow messed this up or what did i do wrong here what could i have done better you know right. and i think with the whole entrepreneurial thing it's like you have to have that mindset and that mentality that this is all going to be have to be a game that has to be solved it's a puzzle that has to be solved there's no one else who can solve it but you that's it right. <laughs> like that is the end
1: Yeah. Um, And, you know, that accountability, I mean, if you want all the glory, you need to be also willing to take all the failure as well and blame. Um, So it's 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 an up and down lifestyle to live. But I'll tell you right now, it's worth every every penny, every hour of your day that you're spending working on your business, because it's something, you know, a a part of it all away from the financial freedom. The biggest thing is just being able to reflect and say, wow, I did that. You know what I'm saying? When I was working at a bank, you know, it was it was I enjoyed the people I worked with, but. It was it was rinse and repeat. And I think that's a lot of the problems with everyone's you know contemporary job is that yeah. you go in there, you do the same thing, you go home and it's rinse and repeat. You're not really working towards anything, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I um, I know that every day that I wake up and, and work, I'm working towards improving something that one day I can reflect on and be like, wow, I did that. You know, so there's a lot yeah. of things that go into it. And I also say to myself, um, if this doesn't work, Alex then you don't have any other choices that's part partially why i quit my job as well i was telling myself like i don't want to have a plan b you know i want to go oh, all man. in and to some people they they might need a plan b but i'm of the mindset if you have a plan b you're not doing 100 of what you could be doing in your business so a part of me was like yeah. i'm gonna quit my job i i'm financially stable enough i'm gonna quit it and, and go 100 in so yeah
0: yeah and i think the clarification of what you just said at the very end there was i'm financially stable right like right, you're right. saving right. money you're not blowing all your money. Uh, you've you've set up this business for you where you've got good cash flow, but you've also got good savings. So if something mm-hmm. falls apart, like you're not gonna you're, you're not defaulting on a mortgage next month. And I see some right. people who who hear messages like that and they are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go all <laughs> in on my business, and I'm already right. behind on my mortgage payment." But here we go, you know. And it's like, oh, right. geez, just keep that nine to five and like Uh what are we doing with the other six again this is another gary v thing what are we Uh doing with the other six hours you're awake right right maybe let's leverage those six hours and what are you doing on the weekend Mm -hmm. like maybe let's do that for six months and see where we're at
1: right like that goes back to the sacrifices i mean before even considering quitting my job i had to tell myself (laughs) where can i scale back on the leisure time and work on my business i mean there were days where i was waking up at 6 a.m and going to bed at like 12 p.m i was it wasn't healthy but it was i knew i it was what i needed to do and it was worth every every hour of it you know because it all paid off in the end but the biggest thing also like for me during this journey was having a balance because i still had Mm. family members and friends right you know having that balance because what good is all this if you you don't have any relationships by the end of it you know you want to be able to share the experiences with the
0: people you love so it's also about having a nice balance as well true very true yeah i i kind of feel like um yeah i don't i don't know how to add to that actually mm-hmm. i i i had moments where i was in my 20s 20 let's say 23 24 25 and sounds weird to say when I was in my twenties, God, I'm old. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I had days where like I could go on four to six hours of sleep and I Mm -hmm. don't know how I would do that these days. Like if I do that these days, I literally wake up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I am dying. Mm -hmm. And, but I feel like there's seasons. So I've also learned to tune out people who tell me, you know, here's exactly how much sleep you need and all of this stuff. It's like, well, You know i could go a year or two with four to six hours of sleep because my body actually has the energy in it like the energy and all of that sitting inside my body is there so Mm. i'm going to use it and i'm trying i'm going to try to get ahead a little bit um but there's also seasons where it just isn't going to work you don't have the energy inside of you you don't have the you know you don't have sort of the game but i i don't know i was just you know I was on Instagram this morning laying in bed and I saw Gary V say something about how he created his first piece of content at 30. He was 30 years old and he's got, he's, he talks about how he goes in waves of energy too, but he's always getting eight hours, nine hours of sleep every night. It's like, it's what you do with when you're awake, but you know, work hard, sleep hard kind of thing. But I, you know, ultimately Alex, I just feel like, you know, every time I talk with you, here's, here's a couple of takeaways. I have, uh, one, you have amazing parents. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it seems like I don't know them that well, but I do see, you know, anyone who has at 21, the consistency and, and just the ability to sort of go at it with, with a little bit of, you know, resilience. Um, that says, I think that says a lot, but number two is like, they don't get all the credit. I mean, You know, there's a lot of people too, who have that kind of parenting or have, you know, sort of a good foundation to build off of and do nothing with it and, um, and, and don't take responsibility, I think. And Mm -hmm. it's just cool to see you take real hardcore personal responsibility. because I think it, it helps our community a lot. And so I'm really thankful for that. Um, And thankful that you're in our community and that you sort of set that example because I was talking about how I feel like it needs modeling um, in order for a lot of people to to sort of pick up on what we say when we say, you know, take responsibility for your business. And it's cool that we have people like you in our community who do exactly that. They model it. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Of course. No problem doing that. So if we, I'll, I'll give you the final word and then we'll wrap up. Um, we've got people on here from 18 years old, man, to like, probably like 70 years old. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are maybe a little scared to create that first piece of content. People who are a little bit nervous. People who are, mm-hmm. ah, I don't know if this is for me. What, what would you say to those people? Or what do you say to those people? Because I'm sure you talk to those types of people all day
1: right um so actually uh, i'll credit some of that to brian brewer um you guys mm-hmm. may know he, he had made a, a youtube video on this um essentially you got to make the videos you're making the content you're creating about the person that you're trying to help and not about yourself you're worried about all the minute little things of you know is the lighting correct do i look good you know when it's really you're making a video helping and it's designed to help someone else so focus on your you know what you're saying and how that those 30 to 60 seconds, or if it's a YouTube video, 10, 15 minutes, how you can actually help someone make a difference or a change, because that it goes way longer than how you look or, you know, especially in today's society, you know, to some degree, you know, the appearance the yep. isn't as the biggest thing um, anymore, especially on like TikTok and Instagram. Um, you need to focus more on how I can help someone. What can I bring to the table? And if you don't know anything, learn, you know, a lot of people will tell me, well, Alex, I don't know this. Well, there's information out there to, that you can learn for free or you can invest in yourself and then, you know, regurgitate right. that information in your own verbatim. So it's all about right. just if you don't have any knowledge, learn knowledge and and make sure you can recite that back to
0: people in your own words. So, you know. yes, 100 percent, dude, 100 percent. That's awesome. I love it. Um, Well, cool, man. Uh, always good to see you. We'll be in touch. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for volunteering your time and, uh, and for giving back to our community. I love it. No problem. Thanks for having me you guys take care. See ya. All right, guys, I'm going to put up a few of his, uh, of his social media handles. So he's, he's on TikTok there, but this guy is everywhere. So he's on uh, Instagram at financial free Alex. You can see that there. He's on YouTube, Financial Free Alex, there. So uh, go give him a follow. Financial Free Alex on YouTube, Financial Free Alex on Instagram, and Alex the Affiliate on TikTok, which we've had up for the majority of the show. So um, you guys can go give him a follow and follow him around on social media. He's a good, he's also a great example of. Um, being omnipresent, he's everywhere, right? So his audience goes out or you guys go out and go follow him on all these platforms. And now guess what, you tune in on social media and boom, there's Alex, boom, there's Alex, boom, there's Alex, he's everywhere. So um, he's a good example and a good model of how to go about this online business in a way where you're in front of your people and in front of new people all the time, constantly. So, all right guys, uh, happy Friday. Good to see all you on here live with us, and we'll be back here Monday. uh, Same time, same place. Dave will return on Monday, and uh, we'll pick up just where we left off. See you guys. Peace out.